Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. Listen, we need to talk about how this weekend is Pioneer Day, my favorite holiday in Utah history. Why is it your favorite holiday in Utah history? Because Are there other holidays? <laughs> Surely Jello appreciation Surely there day. is. Of course. I hate that holiday. <laughs> I just feel like it's unique that we live here in Utah, mm-hmm. and I will never forget when I moved to California on July 24th, I was like, hey, what are we doing for Pioneer Day? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And it was the first time I realized no one else in the United States celebrates Pioneer Day. Do you, even in Arizona, does anyone mm. celebrate Pioneer Day? That's a good question. Or Just, Idaho? Yeah. You need to ask your Arizonan. We friends. should ask them. Arizonian. Yeah. Amazonian. Arizonians, that's what they're calling it. <laughs> well, what are your plans for Pioneer Day? It's coming up this weekend. We're going to the parade. Fun. I hope I run into you. I'm a little bummed that we were supposed to be in the parade, and now we're not in the parade anymore, frankly. Are you? Yes. The What's the person called that leads the parade? The parade master? The, yeah, Grand Marshal. The Grand Marshal. Mm-hmm. Somehow you weaseled your way out of it this year, Megan, but I will not let you weasel out of it next year. <laughs> you will be the Grand Marshal. No. Yes. That's false. <laughs> that sounds horrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually kind of does. It sounds really sweaty and gross. Oh, man. So anyways, that's coming up this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we also need to tell our listeners how you decided to run an impromptu half marathon. What's wrong with you? You have another one in two weeks. Why do you decide just to run one on Saturday? Because it's good practice and all <laughs> the roads are blocked off. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to worry about stoplights. Oh, mm-hmm. There are aid stations and porta potties. Mm-hmm. It's all ready for me mm-hmm. to just... Do a practice 13-mile run. Yeah. Why not? That makes total sense. Low I key. wonder who else thinks like that. Oh, a marathon. What great practice. Let me <laughs> hop in here. <laughs> okay. Let's just be honest, though. Okay. If you were available, uh-huh. you would be there with me running. For sure. So Only because, though, I like to collect medals. Hmm. And I like to people watch. I'm going to rub this metal in your face. You, uh, you know, oh. frankly, I'll pro- I'll be happy for you, but I'll be very sad for me. <laughs> I won't. That's I would never fine. do that to you. I also do, I do love people watching at races. Mm-hmm. I know you There's do. a lot of interesting running personalities I, I love, like to watch. I love your people watching commentary. Yes. It's, it's quite rude, isn't it? It's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Yes, I'll get better. Don't worry. One day no. I'll become kinder. Anyways, and let's see. The last thing in our update a, today, this week is a mutual update, wouldn't you say? Because I don't have anything personally no. outside of you. <laughs> we are boring this oh, week. Oh, no. Our but hike it's, today. It's nice to be bored, though, don't you think? Um, we had so yeah. many weeks of craziness. Mm-hmm. I actually am embracing the boredom. Mm-hmm. Love it. Except you didn't allow us to be bored today. Mm-mm. At what time this morning? 7.04. Mm-hmm. had a text from you saying, mm-hmm. let's take the kids on a hike today. Yes. Uh-huh. Did you have any plans otherwise? I did wonder that later because I thought it was going to be like a two-hour hike. It ended up being a five-hour hike. No, it's like three. Was it? We got. Oh, you're right. We got yeah, there at it noon. Was, we were down by three forty-five. Three, yeah, right. yeah, it was. It was a little more than three hours. I believe the All Trails Review says round trip. It was supposed to be one and a half hours, and I do yeah. tend to lollygag. Add, well, I add a little more time because we have toddlers. So. Oh, I thought you meant because you are a lollygagger. I can true. be. I can't. Thank you. No more looking at all those prairie dogs, Megan. I swear you made a stop at every single prairie dog. <laughs> Eat them the carrots. <laughs> they were so domesticated. It was a little concerning. It was super concerning. <laughs> all of our kids kept asking, what happens if we get bit? I'm like, how about we don't get bit? No, don't. Let's just, just not. Don't. Just don't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was a fun hike. We went to Donut Falls. It really does look like a donut. It was amazing. Yeah. Really fun. We'll post some pictures of it. That was our intention activity for the week yeah and the kids walked away thoroughly soaked super dirty dirty so dirty so dirty and happy yeah yep all my kids took a little snoozer on the way home did they your, really did your kids no not, not, not a one single of one of my kids oh wow what a waste of a car ride it really was That's no too bad. no we had disney music on and oh they sang along you good mom you're basically raising little broadway stars over there yeah it was a good good day it's been a very good week that's the update. <laughs> what? No, you're right. No, you're right. I'm just laughing that we have nothing else to say this week. And I'm so grateful yeah, for it. Fine. So fine. Grateful. This is your life, guys. This is who we are. All right. Moving on. Uh, can we read another review this week, please? We are so blessed from with these reviews. Mm-hmm. We are blessed. They're fun. This one comes from Apple Podcasts, and it says, This podcast has become a highlight to my week. 
each and every time. I really appreciate how authentic and vulnerable you both are. Well, our update was authentic and vulnerable. <laughs> it basically was therapy telling you all that. <laughs> oh, man, I feel like I'm in a very delicate place right Just glad now. you didn't cry. Okay. I, Megan, look at my eyes. I don't know why, but I have tears coming in my eyes. <laughs> The, okay, she goes on to say, he, it, they, they go on to say, the raised rural episode resonated with me a lot. I grew up on a farm and have a great appreciation for all things farming. My dad had many super cold days that he would get up to take care of his cattle. To this day, he never complained a day in his life. He helped mold me into what I am today. Loved hearing all of your dad's stories too. Keep up the good work and know that you are making a positive impact on each and every one of us as listeners. I'm excited to hear even more future episodes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Megan, that is the sweetest review. That's so kind. That is so kind. Who is this person? You are wonderful. I cannot wait to dive into this episode because she just hit the nail right on the head. So grateful. So Leave a review on Apple Podcast or Google or Facebook, and Amanda and I just might read your review on an episode like today. So if you hear your review, DM us, and we will send you a prize. But you have to send us a message. So, you know, we actually know who you are, mm-hmm. Joko Rhino, mm-hmm. and we'll actually send you a prize. So get to messaging us, review. Thanks. Okay, well, this person, they already teased us, Megan, with a little bit of what we're talking about today, and I can't wait because you, my friend, are an expert on this topic because not only have you lived in the city, Mm -hmm. you have also lived in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. and you have lived rural. You basically are Carmen Sandiego. Whoa. You are all over the place. Don't tell my secrets. In the best way. I actually always wanted to be Carmen Sandiego. She's so sexy. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about, we just want to talk about uh, the best place to raise your family. What if there's someone out there right now who's in COVID limbo, which I actually do know someone who is still trying to figure out where they're going to land post-COVID. Really? Isn't that just so hard? Wow. I know. It's so difficult. So where should we start? Would you like to start with the city? Should we start in the city? Yeah, let's start in the city. Okay, let's do it. So we asked our listeners why they love this city. Mm -hmm. Because we talked talked in the last episode about who lived where, right? Mm -hmm. The percentage of listeners. Oh, yeah, share that. I forgot about that. All right, let me see. In our listener poll, when we asked where you are raising your family, 23% of listeners are raising their kids in the city. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. That's more than I thought. Yeah, 23%. That's, that's cool. a solid. It's almost a solid quarter. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the city. And the okay. first reason that was given to us, or one of the main reasons that was given to us about why people love city living is diversity and food. Well, I want to talk about food because you know I love food. Um, and multiple people did mention this. So I, Megan, that's on the top of my list too. Really? Yes. I love living in cities because I think you have more exposure to new foods mm-hmm. and like really unique foods too. Right. And I credit New York City for my children's wide, is that, is this, how do you say that? Wide palate of food? Wide poop food palate? Wide. <laughs> Wide, wide bellies? What do we say? <laughs> I don't know. How do you Just say that? Their their ability to appreciate food from all yeah. different. Yeah. From all places. different walks yeah. of life. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I will never forget when the rainbow bagel came out. Do you remember when that happened? No. No, come rainbow on. Rainbow bagel? What are yes, you talking about? Yes, there was like that bagel shop in Brooklyn that like made a rainbow bagel. Oh. And there were lines out the door. And... I had FOMO. I still have food FOMO. If someone's experiencing something that is really good, yeah. I have got to try it. So I lugged my all my kids out to Brooklyn to get this rainbow bagel. And how was it? It was Did great. It I like mean, no, rainbow? no. It tasted like Instagram filtered it, but it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but because of New York, mm-hmm. my kids are very good at trying everything. I, right. I don't consider myself to have picky children. Mm-hmm. Do you? No. And in fact, my oldest, because of where we lived, he still requests either Chinese or Thai food or mm. something typically Asian for his birthday dinners cool. because he just 
has such fond memories of when yes. we would eat that kind of food. We For one of his birthdays, his last birthday in Boston, uh-huh. he requested to eat at a restaurant in Chinatown oh, in cool. Boston. Yeah, so that's cool. he just has this love of yeah. different foods. Yes, I and love that. It's because of living in Boston. Living in the city. Well, do you have any favorite food memories from either your time in Boston or Cincinnati? Mm, that's a good question. Oh. I love, we love talking about food. Like, oh, we just love food. We could do a whole episode on. I mean, we have to tell people that literally on our run this week, we were like, we should take our husbands to Vegas just to eat at the restaurants. Or the run a couple weeks ago where we ran and then we just walked across the street to the pancake diner. Oh, sh- I haven't told my husband we did that. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it did and it was wonderful. Uh, no, in our little neighborhood of Brookline, which okay. is part of Boston, we ate Thai. Spanish tapas and so much seafood mm. just within walking distance of our little place. But our biggest downfall to our meager eating out budget while we were there was a place called Couples Bagels. Mm. And it was a kosher bagel place because our entire neighborhood was Jewish, yes. which was amazing. So cool. And it was always open on Christmas. Was uh, yeah, yeah, right. So we had the tradition of eating fresh bagels every Christmas morning. That's cool. The four years that we lived there. That's very cool. So you would tradition. wake up on Christmas and go get bagels. Uh, my husband would. Yes. Wow, that is yeah. so non-traditional. And, I like that, and it was great. And yeah. they were the best bagels I have ever For eaten sure. in my entire life. And no offense to New York, I've had some good bagels there too, but. Yeah. These were life-changing. That's okay. That's okay. I'm only offended when someone like comes to Utah and they're like, Einstein brother bagels are delicious. I'm like, how dare you? That is actual <laughs> blasphemy. Like that's sacrilegious. Utah has no skin in the bagel game. None. No, they None. don't. But do you know what I did in the airport last week? Oh. I was so hungry. What? And a plain bagel with plain cream cheese sounded so good. <laughs> so I got one from Einstein brothers. I don't remember the last time I've eaten at an Einstein Never. brothers. It was so good. I mean, but if you if you're like starving, yes. yeah, that's gonna taste good. But <laughs> but I just I don't know. I just don't like them. People are like Utah bagels are the best. I'm like, Kate, that's so rude. That's so wrong. <laughs> okay, what about you? What what are some of your favorite food memories from New York? Well, I mean, it was in New York City that we both kind of got into like real fine dining. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how else to say that. But after watching, did you ever watch that show on Netflix, um, Chef's Table? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I honestly, Megan, this is how dumb I am. I had no idea what a Michelin star was until I watched that show. And then I, in a true Amanda fashion, became like obsessed with it and like became determined to eat at a Michelin starred restaurant. So it was, my husband like caught on to this psych, the psychotic episode I was having and he <laughs> took me to a fine dining establishment and it was amazing. Was it a Michelin starred? It was. And it was like out in the middle of nowhere. It was amazing. It was the first place I tried bone marrow. Well, gross. Don't recommend, but (laughs) everything else is amazing. And, um, so that's kind of become a fun hobby. New York kind of pushed us Mm -hmm. to be experimental and where we eat. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hit and sometimes it's a miss. Like we went to, I was going to ask you, you said you ate a lot of seafood in Boston. Do you like seafood? I have a mild shellfish allergy. Oh, that's right. So I do not willingly sign up for seafood, Mm -hmm. but I will go if I have to go Mm -hmm. and find something on the menu that I will enjoy or appreciate. Well, I think that's interesting because we both grew up in inland states. Mm -hmm. And so I never ate a lot of seafood and I still don't. I I will always try it, but I will never order that on a menu. So -hmm. as someone who grew up inland, I'm surprised that you can do seafood. Okay. Don't give me cool. that much. Credit. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I can do sushi. Yeah, same. And, I can uh, do sushi. fried fish. Okay, yeah. Fish same. tacos. Same. If it tastes fishy, I'm not really into it. Nope. Me but anyways, either. like one of the restaurants we went to, mm-hmm. we were my husband was like, "Let's try this. It has a Michelin star. Let's go there." And we did not know that it was literally every single plate was seafood. No. Yeah, and it that was really like hard. Nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> but we all but we all we tried every single thing. Some of it was okay and some of it was disgusting, but we still really liked having the experience. Right. So that's what I mean. New York kind of just made us like experience cool places and we really like that. Mm-hmm. But I will never forget the time my friend Ellie and I this is the other element of living in a city. When you just walk by a new food place, mm-hmm. you instantly have your interest peaked, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, what is that? That's new. I'm going to go in there. And a new smoothie place came to the Upper East Side when we lived there. And both my friend Ellie and I, we were like, we got to go in there. It's called Loco Coco, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're famous for? Nope. They're charcoal smoothie. 
it has charcoal in it. And so we got it, okay? And we like shared it with our kids. And I will <laughs> never forget. I will never forget the next day when she texts me. She's like, um, is your kid's bowel movements black? And I was like, what? That sounds terrible. Take him to the ER. And then I was like, whoa, wait a second. Our bowel movements are also, is this TMI? <laughs> But we just didn't know, but they are famous for their detoxing charcoal smoothie. So anything in your body uh-huh. that is um, foreign or doesn't belong, the charcoal sucks it out. Sure. And then it all comes out black as midnight. Sure. <laughs> it was terrifying. I, mean, I guess there's like, terrifying. there's proof in the pudding, right? Like Proof in the pudding. <laughs> We're just going to end it right there. Gross. End it right there. Oh, man. So anyways, but I do want to say, I don't feel like, I, I feel like you can have a wide palette living anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's just easier in the city. Do you agree? Like, I feel like some people are going to be like, that's rude. You can have nice food anywhere. Okay. Yeah, probably because there's such a large concentration or there's such a large variety uh-huh. of people coming from all different places True. around the world. And so True. by default default yeah mm-hmm. you're just gonna have all of these restaurants from different places or yeah. unique food that you just wouldn't see other places totally totally and living in the city don't you feel like too sometimes that when you meet someone who's picky oh aren't you like shocked and you, yeah. like everyone kind of like poo-poos on them because you're like what an adult who's picky and lives in a big city who are you what like, a waste what a waste no kidding yeah you said that right what a waste but someone nice. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I said it too. It's fine. Well, if I say things that doesn't make it fine, actually, I also should apologize for saying what a waste. It's fine. It's fine. I got away from it. It's fine. It's just my default thing to say it's fine. I need to make sure that it says it's fine. I'm fine. Um, someone followed up with this comment. There is always good food and plenty of new places to try in the city. Mm-hmm. And this speaks to me because remember I just told you about local cocoa. Right. There's always new things to try. And I feel like if you're bored while you live in a city, well, that is your own fault. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare come to me with that complaint because you can't blame anyone but yourself because cities are always evolving. And if you don't want to evolve with it, get out of there. You don't deserve <laughs> not. <laughs> We're feeling feisty tonight. Oh, man. It's the hike. It pooped me right out. Feisty. Yep. More poop talk. No, oh, here we go. All right. But no – we rarely ate at the same place twice, unless right. it was truly life-changing, because right. there were so many amazing places to eat. Now, pause for a moment. What? Did you also have the rule that we had where we don't eat any chain restaurants? When we lived in San Francisco and New York City, we both had this rule that we would never eat at a chain restaurant. Hmm. Did you ever think back? Did you ever eat at chain restaurants when you lived in cities? Depends on what you consider a chain. Like what Subway, about? like Subway, well, I know, Chipotle. but what about like... Sweet Green? Um, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exception. I wondered. I wondered. That's an exception because that's a celestial salad right there. That's an exception. <laughs> we we did not eat at chain restaurants very often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, I'll, because I'll they're just it. not there. We'll talk about that here in a minute oh, too. okay. But can you think of a single time that you were bored in New York or even San Francisco? Where no. you were just like, oh, there's nothing to do. Absolutely not. No, most of the time I think I was exhausted yes. because of the like almost constant adventuring. I do look back now and think, how on earth did I do all that with three small children? Yeah. Because just doing a hike oh, today with four kids, I got in the car and thought, yeah. well, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Tapped out. That's right. But you just get used to it. You do. You know this. Your body just kind of acclimates yeah. and you have the energy to live in the city. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of acclimation, another person said walking everywhere oh. and exploring new neighborhoods. Yes. Yes. Megan, walking is my jam. My jamboree. I know. I Coming would... from the person who woke ooh, me up ooh, at ooh. seven. With a oh, text yeah. to say, let's go for a hike. Basically a walk through nature. Let's go on a walk through nature <laughs> together with all of eight of our children. Uh-huh. Man, the longest walk I ever did in New York City in one day, nine miles. Wow. Yep. I remember looking at my watch and being like, holy smokes, I walked nine miles today. And that was when I had my stroller with me. But some of my best memories of the city are when I would just start walking aimlessly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went before my oldest was born. So I moved to New York when I was three months pregnant. So I had nine months. No, nine months. I wasn't pregnant Whoa. for a whole year. <laughs> like an elephant. I, yeah, basically an <laughs> elephant. <laughs> so what? help me with the math. Six months. I had six months to kill before she was born, right? Mm-hmm. I remember one day I literally had nothing to do because I was new. I didn't really know exactly how to spend time. And I lived on 66th, East 66th. 
And I told myself, I'm going to walk to the end of the island, the bottom of the island. And I took the entire day pregnant, walked all the way down to the tip of the island. It was like World Trade Centers and beyond. And then I walked all the way back. And I just spent the whole, you know, I would stop and get lunch, Mm -hmm. stop and get a smoothie. And I just made my way back. But that was, I still remember that day so vividly. It was so fun. It sounds like it. Yeah, it's fun. So anyways, I love walking. Well, when you travel to big cities now without kids, do you make sure to squeeze in a little bit of aimless Mm. walking still? Totally. And when my kids say, what are we doing? I always say aimlessly walking. Just put your head down and walk. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up and walk. me to enjoy, not you. (laughs) One of my favorite date nights with my husband is Uh to walk around aimlessly in a downtown area, shopping center, aimlessly walking around an independent bookstore. Did you ever do that? Enough. Uh, we had an incredible yeah. one in Boston called the Brookline Booksmith. If you cool. are ever in Boston, you have to go. And after a hard day with like little kids, and I, I would just be frazzled, and mm-hmm. Eric would come in and notice yeah. the frazzled state of my yeah. face. He would look at me and say, "Do you want to get out and walk to the bookstore?" Yes. Yeah, walking around my little corner of the city was my yeah. therapy. Oh. It's so great. And you know, everyone always says, do people ever say this to you at Boston? Oh, this city is not safe. Uh, no, I felt way safer living in a city than I, is this bad? I feel terrified living in the suburbs. Do you really? Yes. That's, well, we I do have, we have coyotes in our neighborhood. Oh, whoa. So we didn't have those. We had, we had apex we had, predator. We had turkeys. We had turkeys what? in our neighborhood. What are you talking about? And we lived left by, left in a over very from the urban city. No, turkey is the state bird of Massachusetts. What? There were turkeys everywhere. Apparently, it's illegal what? What are you to t- kill turkeys. And so turkeys are everywhere. In Boston? In the city. Yes. City? Crossing Boston urban city. Streets. A turkey. Yes. <laughs> I'll show you pictures. Megan, that I makes pictures no sense. pictures of turkeys around our like duplex that we lived in. What? I, there were turkeys everywhere. They literally were brought here by the pilgrims and have pl- replenished the earth. Are you sure about that? I'm very certain of it. <laughs> yeah. How else would they get there? That's so weird. I don't know. Are you sure turkeys aren't native to the United States? 100%. I'm basically really? a biologist, a zoologist. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going to Google that. For sure. Uh-huh. But did, okay. did you ever feel unsafe in, in Boston? I did not because I remember being out at like 2 o'clock in the morning after like hitting the club real hard as like a mom of two, right? Right. No, I'm joking. I've never even been to a club. <laughs> I've never even been here. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to a word I'm saying? I, I think when I've been in a club. club. When you said club, I thought, wait, what? <laughs> what is she talking about? You look at me. You think I have been in a club, Megan? No. I, mean... <laughs> I wear turtlenecks to bed. I've never been in a club in my life. But I never felt unsafe. I feel more unsafe living in the suburbs than I do in the city. If someone wanted to kill me, they had to go through my doorman, up my elevator, and then knock on my door. If someone wants to kill me now, they're just going to come Walk in my- through your back door. My front door, probably. That's how presumptuous <laughs> that's they true. are. Turkeys are native to North America. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a resident zoologist. Don't question me again. Oh, okay. no. But you never, in the years that you lived in New York City, you mm-hmm. never went to a club? No. Ever? You- why are you surprised? You've been to a club? Yes. No. Why would you not? <laughs> because it's not my jam. It's not my scene. Well, we need to remedy I, this. I am literally terrified. I Why? dance like a worm on the ground. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Did you ever go to like a karaoke bar? Or no. What? I, no. Did you know I no? This is a totally different topic. This has nothing to do with this city. Get off of this. Get off this horse. Okay. It has everything to do with this yeah. city. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Everything. I will say before we wrap up this this walking topic though. Uh-huh. Now my kids embarrass me. They are actual lightweights, Megan. <laughs> when we go to Target, they're like, "Can I ride in the car?" And I'm like, "Look at those legs that God gave you." You use them right now. In New York, they used to walk all the time. Now they like basically have wimpy legs. No, your kids are rock stars. We just went on a hike today and they did great. I heard zero complaining from any of them. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your kids did well, too, actually. Now I think about it, I didn't hear it complaining from anyone. Our kids can hang. And it's yeah. probably because the older ones might still have a little bit of that mm. no, juice in them. I don't know. City a little city, city blood. City blood, yeah. yeah. They might not remember, but mm-hmm. it happened. Okay. We know what they're capable okay, of. Okay, you're right. I'll calm down. I guess they do have a little bit of gumption still on them somewhere. Yeah. All right. The last city, what is it? City pro, pro mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. comment that we wanted to bring up was stroller babies. 
Not getting in and out of the car for errands is actually the best. I love the submission. It is actually the best. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the first time I mentioned this idea to someone and they were floored. But this is spot on. I had a grocery store on the corner of my block and I could get from my apartment to the grocery store and back in seven minutes. Incredible. Because you just put your kids in the stroller, you haul butt mm-hmm. down that sidewalk. You get that milk, you come right home. No one left the car seat. Oh, there is no car seat actually. We don't believe in car seats. I actually prefer to run errands in a stroller. I Mm. think it's highly inconvenient to have to take the kids in and out of car seats in the car. Yeah. Taking kids out in a stroller or without a car is an adventure. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it feel less rushed? Yes. And well, except for if you're rushing for dinner down to get your milk and back in seven minutes. If you're trying to beat your previous record, Mm -hmm. there might be a little rushing. Mm -hmm. But truthfully, I felt like you were able to connect more. I could connect more with my kids and with people we would pass. There was so much more human interaction when you're just not in a hurry, when you're just moseying down the sidewalk. That is spot I miss that. I miss that too. I love that. Okay. Now, before we move on to the suburbs, let's pretend that someone's trying to decide where they're going to move their family of 17. Let's say they have 17 kids. Oh, yeah. The city's such a good idea. Uh, so let's move. To, let's tell them why they should move to the city. First of all, you develop a unique set of life skills, okay? Mm-hmm. Like from navigating local transportation and city streets to like being self-aware in public. You know, you cannot stop in the middle of the sidewalk here and have a tantrum. You're going to get run over, mm-hmm. move to the side, okay? Um, oh, I forget about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Megan. Uh, How I, annoying I was it? I blocked most of those memories out of oh, my yeah. mind. But how annoying is it when you're walking down the street or walking down the sidewalk and a tourist stops in the middle of the sidewalk to take a picture of that other squirrel and you're like, get out of here. That's when the New Yorker in me came out. I was like, how (laughs) dare you take a picture in the middle of the sidewalk? Anyways, I just feel like they learn like really uh, unique life skills growing Mm -hmm. up in the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like more independent. Mm -hmm. Kids definitely get to claim autonomy sooner in cities, right? Yes. Now, can you learn these skills anywhere? Yes. But I feel like my independence, is this hmm, is this elitist? I'm going to say it. You tell me how you feel. Is this elitist? I'm not sure. I think my independence is a little bit different from like other friends of mine that have stayed in rural or tiny cities for so long. Who have lived in different places. Yes, uh-huh. because I had to figure out how to get through Times Square on my own mm-hmm. with the naked cowboy wandering around. Like how terrified is that? It's basically like a game of Pac-Man. Like it's terrifying. So does that make me therefore uniquely independent? It is a unique experience. Okay. Is that bad? Was is that no I prideful? well I mean I don't think it makes you sound elitist. Okay. It just makes it sound like you've had a very different life experience. True. And your survival skills are probably a little more honed in at this point. Yes. But don't you think navigating public transportation is empowering? Oh, my It's like heavens. a giant puzzle to solve. And once you get it down, bam. That's right. And kids are able to do this at such a young age. Yeah. I remember riding the Boston public transportation mm. system and seeing pretty young kids, like my oldest age, who are able to just navigate, go to right. and from where they need to. And it was no big deal. Right. It's incredible. It is incredible. And you still see like adults looking at those transportation maps and you're like, okay, I don't understand. What am I looking at here? But for us, it now comes pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, ju- I do like that skill that I learned. I have no fear in taking public transportation. Never. None. Yeah. I love taking public transportation. Agreed, agreed. So let's see. Okay. Oh, what about the school options? Mm. If you live in a big city, you have lots of school options. If one school doesn't work from your kid, well, guess what? Just pick one more. There's like so many. Yeah, but you just... Don't mention how three of those four schools might cost you $20,000 a year for one child. That's right. Did you ever have your kids in preschool in New York City or look into the school situation? I did. Yes. You remember how in New York everyone does things earlier for no reason? My daughter was in two years of preschool in New York City before we even moved. Wow. Yeah. And it was a Catholic preschool. It was quite intense. It was great. She was darling. I'll post a picture. She was darling in her little Catholic uniform. It was so cute. It was so fun. And some of my best friends are still... Or uh, we met at that Catholic school. So, yeah, we did do that. But that is another reason why I moved out of the city. Mm -hmm. When we had two kids in preschool paying, you know, the big bucks, we were like, no way, America, am I doing that? We're going back. We're going to the suburbs. Getting free education. Yeah, look how that worked out. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on me, you dummy. Uh, All right. Uh, Diversities and cultures. We already touched on this. mm -hmm. So many different cultures. Because of that, you know, and I just mentioned my daughter being in school. Mm Mm-hmm. She was like one of the only Caucasian kids in her class for many years. And so now moving to Salt Lake, we picked a school where 
diversity is really important. So it's important to me that the kids get to see lots of different backgrounds. Agreed. Every single day. But that was also a huge factor for us. Our oldest, having come from two very diverse schools before we moved here to Salt Lake City. And thank heavens for that reasoning, for wanting diversity, because that led us both to that school, which That's led us right. to meeting each other. So oh, go diversity. What a blessing. Go diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Yay. Okay. That worked out well. Okay. Now what about this? Living in a city, you get this ability to sleep through anything. My mm. best two sleepers in my family are my two New York born children. And you attribute that to living in the city. Oh my heavens. They had to sleep huh. through sirens, trash trucks, mm. gunshots, uh, <laughs> uh, kidnappings. Just joking. Uh, <laughs> Just joking. I actually never heard a gunshot once. I still really? to this day have never heard a gunshot. That you no. know of. And that I know. That's true. That's true. I have heard a firework, which apparently is very similar to <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah they're really good sleepers yeah we had yeah. a ton of construction when mm. my kids were little living in boston we had all the homes around us were being remodeled because they were all very very old we lived mm. in this really unique little kind of neighborhood mm. in the middle of the city it was still very very urban you, know, you walk mm -hmm. just down the street and you're in Alston Brighton, which is a super busy part of Boston. Wow. Anyway, it was a really unique little area, but all of the homes were being bought up and gutted oh. and remodeled. And so we would have like four houses around us being redone and all day long, it was construction noises yeah. all day, all day. Yeah. And so, that's yeah. why now if I start hammering on your wall, when your oldest my just boys falls asleep. Yeah. My boys won't even wake up. Fall, yeah. Yeah. yeah that sweet, sweet so sounds nice. of their, their childhood. Yeah. Okay. Now here's one that actually I really love. You learn to be a minimalist. Mm. I learned to be a minimalist living in the city. And I still tell my kids almost every single day, less is more. And even though I don't have every nook and cranny of my house filled at this point, it still feels like way too much stuff. Like when mm -hmm. we moved into our house, Agreed. we had, you know, one couch. Like we had stuff for one bedroom. That's it. And yeah. my grandma, I remember her saying, is this all of your stuff? Like where is everything? I was like, this is all my stuff. And it felt so fun. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I still have like a very minimalist closet. I like oh, it. good job. Do you ever yeah. look around your house and get a little overwhelmed oh. with all this stuff? <gasps> totally. And think, I, I survived just fine yes. for years without all of this. Why yes. do we have all this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's why I'm so prone to throwing stuff away. You know that. I'm very mm -hmm. quick to throw stuff away. Mm -hmm. And I think I that's admire that about city. you. Well, I don't. I think it's no, wait. wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't eat it. We skipped one. What? The new learning opportunities. Oh, go for it. Go I for it. it. Well, when you live in a city, there's so many learning opportunities. You had a class that your kids really liked to take, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What did they do? French you, cooking. Yeah, you've talked about this. I talk about it all the time because uh -huh. I still love it. That's why I know a lot of food items in French because I would take in a French cooking every single week. And you also learned French. Yes, it was very so fun. So there's that. It was very fun. And I follow their teacher on Instagram and <laughs> it's just so fun. Oh, <laughs> is she still teaching? And she travels to France all the time. It's so fun to watch her. That is neat. Yep, I love it. Well, the most valuable and unique lesson my kids learned was how to eat as much ice mm. cream as possible at the all-you-can-eat ice cream fundraiser we would go to every summer. Oh. So yeah, lots of learning mm. opportunities. They are basically professional ice cream tasters. Yes, they are. And food are scientists, actually. Proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're an ice cream inventor, you're called a food scientist. Food scientist. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very cool. Um, what about the tight knit community? If you live in a city? Mm -hmm. Okay. This one though kind of bleeds into the suburbs and the rural. I feel like you can get a community anywhere, but I actually still send Christmas cards to the subway worker. The Do you really? Yes. Aww. Her name's Priscilla. Hey, Priscilla. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in Brooklyn. I still love her. And our corner crossing guard and our doorman. Raphael, Aww. love him. Yeah. So great. There's some of my favorite people in the city. So I do love city communities. I think they're really fun. Yeah. Did you have a similar community? We, we will be still, we send Christmas cards to our landlords mm. because they were just wonderful. Cool. We loved our kids. I and then our upstairs that. neighbors, we also still send Christmas cards. Oh, to that's them. right. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. You told me about her before. I would love to meet her. Yeah. They're really neat. Very cool. All right. Time to move on to our current location. Moving right along here. Yeah. Are you ready? Ready. Reasons to love that suburb life. I Wait, can't even believe we're here now. Do we live in the suburbs. Do you consider oh, us living in yeah. a suburb? Yeah, I really? do. Because we have a house that is not attached to another house. That's mm. why I feel like it feels like the suburbs. If you have a house that's not attached and you have a yard, I feel like you're in the suburbs. So if you don't share walls and you yeah. have a yard. Right. Hmm. Righto. Is that wrong? I don't know. Mm, I, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think we are in the urban suburbs. Yeah. Because we can get to downtown in like 
two seconds. Yeah, two seconds. And it's very walkable here. Totally. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, the first reason someone gave to love the suburbs, yards. All right. Right out of the gate. I knew someone was going to say it. Mm -hmm. This might be my number one for the suburbs. I don't really care much about like a big house or a big car. Don't care about that. I just want a confined private space for my kids to run around naked, which they do all the time. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Your yard is essentially just an extension of your living space. That's right. And it's delightful. It's so great. Especially like post pandemic. Mm. That was kind of a lifesaver, a yard. I think for a lot of people, the pandemic pushed them to want a yard Mm -hmm. because I never wanted a yard until now I, now I have all these kids and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine being just in my apartment with all my kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, torture. All right, next okay. one. Next one is, this one made me laugh, Vans mm. and Target. <laughs> Double whammy. Oh, well, Target in the suburbs really is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. They are actually small cities. I mean, even Walmart is like an even bigger small city. Um, city stores, tell me how you feel about this, are often way overpriced. Mm. And they don't even carry all the options. Megan, I will never forget the day I walked into Morton Williams in New York City to get milk. I grabbed a half gallon of milk. Guess how much it cost? Well, I walked into our kosher grocery store down uh-huh. the street and a gallon of milk cost $9. So like, how, oh. was, how much was yours? <laughs> 10 bucks. Oh my gosh. 10 bucks for a half gallon. And that's uh, why I put the milk for right a half back. gallon? For a half gallon. No. no yeah. And I put oh, it right back word. down. I took a picture of it and I said... I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Insane. So it's not the end of the world that you don't have all the options. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have 45 different types of Charmin toilet paper, you need to go to the suburbs, okay? If your bum deserves more than Angel One Ply of New York City, you have to move to the suburbs. I think you probably paid $20 for That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Now, Megan, hmm. this, this listener mentioned vans. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm going to turn the time over to you, friend, because this is basically your magic carpet mode of transportation. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> Tell me about your van. Well, the minivan is not just a car, man. Oh. It is an apartment on wheels, mm. complete with entertainment system, multiple rows of comfort for a kid, at least. Yes. I don't think adults feel that way. Yes. And a potty. It doesn't... Oh. I mean... Any car, I guess, can have the potty. No, you just no. take that with you. Only vans can have. But it's got potties. a great space to use the potty. Mm-hmm. But not once have I had to shout. I said, "Be careful opening the door!" To every single kid every time they get out of the vehicle, which my kids would promptly ignore mm-hmm. and cause the dreaded door dings to the mm-hmm. surrounding vehicles. So dual sliding doors, problem solved. Yes, those electric dual sliding doors. Oh, unreal! Love when them. is a mom going to invent? an SUV with sliding doors and someone's going to ride and be like, a Tesla has that. You're right, guys. A Tesla does have that. But do you know what? I don't drive a Tesla. So I'm still dinging doors all across this city. (laughs) So when are they going to do that? Because seriously, vans are awesome. Get on that. I can't. (laughs) I can't. I want to, but I can't. I'm just going to keep riding your magic in your magic carpet. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love vans. Seriously. Oh man, I love vans. Oh, you're always welcome in our magic carpet. Thank you. As long as we're singing Aladdin, I'll be right there. <laughs> All right. The next one, here we go. Repeat the community. Mm-hmm. The community of the suburbs. <laughs> There's a mosquito. Oh, no. There's a mosquito, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Did you think I was just flipping my hand? <laughs> the community. Flip of the hand. <laughs> I wish I had a video of it, though. Oh. Oh. But yeah, there it is again. Community. That's all we're going to say. <laughs> the community in the suburbs okay. is great. Well, I, it was, I think it's mentioned again because it proves that communities can be created wherever you live. Yeah. And I bet someone's going to mention it again in their rural section. Ooh, I can't because, wait to find out. Yep, I can't wait. All right, now, time to sell our listeners on living in the suburbs. Okay, number one, if you need more space, you can get it in the suburbs. I recently learned the size of the average American home. Take a wild guess. What is the average size of the American home? Oh, that's tricky. Okay, just make a guess. Uh, 1,500 square feet. Okay. Maybe 2,000. Okay, that's educated. Very good. 2,200. Oh. 2,200. Okay. All right. Which I thought, I was like, oh, that seems kind of small. But then I did a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really nice size home. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it like is. usually three to four bedrooms, mm-hmm. one to two baths. That's a very average home. So if the average American is having three kids, that's plenty of space. For sure. Yep. Um, okay. Another reason we have suburbs, your kid can have a little more independence. Mm-hmm. Now, what? How, oh, have you had experiences with this? Because I'm dipping my toe into it. And honestly, I'm like a 
anxiety-filled basket case over here. <laughs> really? Yes. No, my oldest can walk up to the 7-Eleven for us. I sent him to buy ginger ale when I was sick with oh. the flu one time. Uh-huh. Super helpful. We also let him walk to and from baseball practice at a park. That's a little less than a mile away. Okay. And then my older kids, all of them, love to run laps around our block. But you, you do a really good job at this with your kids, too. You've had your oldest kid walk to and from church activities, which is just a couple blocks up the road from your house. But she does a really great job with that. Yeah, that's because I'm praying my pants off the entire time. I'm like, oh, come on. Please just get home safe. But yesterday, you know, I sent them up the road. I was like, I'm going to test this. So I said, why don't you go up the road to borrow so-and-so's chicken leash? Let's just move along. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, so they walked up the road to get the chicken leash. Uh-huh. And they had made it. They were gone for like three minutes where I was like, oh, my God. I'm stressing like crazy. So I also followed them, but I stayed just far enough away. They didn't know I was behind them. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw them turn around and walk home, I, I stayed where they couldn't find me because I wanted them to feel independent. But the entire time I was just a basket, basket case. I'm just Whoa. not good at it. That's what the, the city has trained me to be worried about that. But I don't think I need to be worried, right? No, I don't think you need to be worried. And I think it just takes more practice. Okay. Just keep doing it. Okay. And it'll feel Thanks. a little better. I'll keep better-ish. putting my kids in danger. I'm sure I'll feel better with yeah, that later. Absolutely. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, yes, that's exactly how it works. Crime Bird in Salt Lake has trained us to be so comfortable with danger. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now, here's another one. It might give you the, the shivers, okay? Mm-hmm. You can put your groceries in your van, then drive into your garage, and basically they'll put themselves away. Attached garages make me so Oh, you and I actually don't understand that. No, we, don't we don't have attached garages. No. We basically live in a, in the Stone Age. Yeah. Detached yeah. garages. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to add, if you live in the suburbs, like general small tasks are just like easier, mm. right? Like doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. I Was it? Did you, did you use a laundromat in New York? Yeah, I had to go down an alleyway. Oh, we had a washer and dryer what? in our building. Oh, in the building. So we, Ooh, we just fancy. had to go down to the basement to use oh, it. Oh, geez. You don't need to brag. I know you're like the 1% of the 1%. You don't need to brag, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like general tasks can be easier. Mm-hmm. So, oh, 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 my stars. What? We cannot go on without talking about drive throughs Yes, please. Why did no one mention this? Why are we bringing this up? This is yeah, my this ba- one. This one is yours. You yeah. submitted this. Oh, I said, oh, that's right. I submitted this to my own podcast. Uh-huh. This is my favorite part about suburbia. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't care. Look at you. You could basically be indifferent. No, but in the suburbs, all the amenities are right there. Shopping, schools, banks, major chains, local spots. Mm-hmm. It's all typically within a short drive. While living in Boston, my husband and I got desperate for Dairy Queen one night. Mm-hmm. So we drove nearly 45 minutes to That's the amazing. DQ just so we could enjoy <gasps> a peanut butter parfait and a grasshopper blizzard. We Ugh. just needed to feel the yes. familiarity of suburbs. That's true. And so we drove 45 minutes to We Dairy do Queen. stuff like that, don't we? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know Dairy Queen is on the East Coast. I thought it was only a West Coast thing. I don't even remember where the Dairy Queen was, but we drove a long ways for okay. it. Okay. Okay. You were just so excited. You basically yeah. drove back to Utah. They're not, they're not common. They're no. not common on the East Coast at no, all. Were there any in New York City? No. No. There wasn't even a There's Chick-fil-A. actually just really good food. Right. The really good ice cream, right? Right. So you don't need to have that, but sometimes you do yeah. need we the just comfort. Need the, it's the comfort. Right? It's the familiarity. Yeah. I love using that word. I always feel so fancy when I use it. The familiarity. Okay. So here's a random idea. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think, and it might also apply to rural living, but Living outside the city promotes a more balanced work and home lifestyle, right? Mm. So if you live in the suburbs, chances are high it'll be easier to balance the work home life mm-hmm. because in the city it's super easy to work for like 12 hour days because everyone else is doing that. Right. I even remember it was hard for my husband to work like nine to five, like a normal job because he just felt pressure and he felt like he was slacking off because everyone else was working 12 mm-hmm. hours, but now it feels better for him to only work from like 9 to 10 a.m. and then go golfing because like everyone else is going golfing. <laughs> do not let your husband tell mine about this new work schedule. Yeah. But I do wonder if in the suburbs there's less pressure to work long hours and more emphasis on the work-life balance. Like one of the main reasons mm. people move to the suburbs is to raise a family, right? So it just seems like there would be more of that yeah. life balance. Yeah. Maybe because if you live in the suburbs, presumably you're more family-oriented. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. This one I'm excited to get into because I was talking to someone about rural living at dinner this week, and really? boy, they had some good thoughts. So I'm excited to share them with you. I so, can't wait. number one reason to live in rural: lots of land. American dream, right at your fingertips. What's it called? What's that song? What's that phrase in um, America the Beautiful? 
waves of wheat. What is it? Purple waves of <laughs> purple waves of mountains. <laughs> what is it? Purple, purple mountains. Majesty. majesty. That's right. Purple mountain majesty. And like, what is it? It's like fields I don't of know, grain. But I'm just loving this. <laughs> What are the words? I don't know. I don't know. Sing it for us. Sing it. I'm gonna look it for. Oh yeah. (laughs) That was lovely. That's why I don't do karaoke. People would just laugh at me. They would not. They would not. You have a beautiful. I laugh at myself. It's fine. So if you want lots of land, Mm -hmm. rural is for you, right? Yeah, it means lots of privacy, right? And Mm. more room for toys, like motorbikes or four wheelers or ATVs. Four wheelers and ATVs. I don't know. Okay. Well, for all the toys. Yeah. Massive amounts of space for gardening. Yes. And massive amounts of hard work. Yes. There's that too. Oh, you say that with an eye roll. What do you, what do you how do you feel about that? Good. I love it. I think hard yeah. work is a good thing. It just, yeah. I think it just is. There's just yes. a lot of hard work. If you so, have a lot of land, right? Like we have a yard and yeah. it's a lot of hard work. Oh, so tell imagine. Me about it. Imagine. Yeah. But I think it's really satisfying too. Yeah. No, was the friends that we were talking to this week, he was telling me how um, some of his favorite people were raised rural really? because they just have a really strong work ethic. Like mm. they can put their head down and they can get stuff done and often they don't complain. Right. And I really admire that. It was just like our listener said in the review mm. at the beginning that her yeah. dad never complained and yeah. they both had an amazing work ethic. Yeah. I do. I love physical labor. Like my husband teases me all the time because when our kids go to school, I would love to just like work for a landscaping company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like own one. I just want to do yard work all day long. And he thinks that's dumb, but I like the immediate benefits mm-hmm. of doing physical labor. Like you milk the cow, look at all this milk you have. Congratulations. You plow your wheat, look at all this bread in your hands. Like, yeah, it's just like that. Just like that. Magic. <laughs> it's basically magic. But it is that instant gratification. Yeah. And I just feel like people need to know how to work mm. and it's hard to work in the same way when you live in the suburbs of the city. Mm-hmm. So if you live rural, chances are high. You've got a good set of biceps, a nice tan, and you know how to work. I'm jealous. That sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. Another benefit to living in a rural setting would be the animals. Mm. Amanda, think of how many chickens you could have if you lived in the country. Is there a, is there a limit? Could you just like have at it? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a limit of like a million. I don't know. You oh. could have as many as you want. Uh, I don't know. Challenge accepted. <laughs> no, I did my student teaching in a super rural town mm. in Kansas, and I got to drive 45 minutes one way on a two-lane highway to get there every wow. day. One so wait, sorry, you lived in the rural part or your school was in the rural part? The school was in the rural part. I okay. lived in the college town, okay. which is in a sm- – it used to be a lot smaller. It's actually a fairly good-sized town now. Okay. But it felt more rural back then. But the town I student taught in was teeny, Like tiny. one school type tiny? One elementary school. Wow. I don't – I'm sure they had a middle school, but I didn't go there. But I taught okay. in the elementary school to the one first-grade class that had like 12 kids. Wow. And then I would go to the high school and teach all the high school That's kids. amazing. It was – so fun. That's but amazing. So one yeah. day while driving home, I got delayed by 20 minutes because the largest pigs I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life were moseying across the highway. Really? Just walking across the highway, just hanging out. Where was their shepherd? <laughs> Do the pigs have shepherds? Do pigs have shepherds? I don't, I don't know. Think but so. like, I've never no, heard I think of they probably wandering. just got out of their pen. Oh, So I called no. my dad to uh-huh. ask him what am I supposed to do? Should I get out of my car and shoo them off the highway? No, I thought they were very fierce. Well, and he said, he said, no, do not get out of the car. Those pigs can be so mean. And yeah. they were taller than the hood of my car. It's like a oh my goodness. 98 Chevy Malibu. Oh, cute. But he told me, stay in the car. And I did until they finally wandered off the road. Good grief. It took Jeez. 20 minutes to just sit there and watch the pigs cross the highway. If they're so mean. How's their shepherd going to get them back? I don't. Not my problem. Not my Ooh, pigs. Not my that's problem. That's freaky. There's bacon on the loose. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. I've actually never had an experience like that before. No, oh, but speaking of animals, when we were preparing for our rural living episode the other week, we got the most darling story from a mom who's raising her kids rural. Cool. And she said, "We see deer a lot. Like not quite daily, but almost." 
every time we see them, even after living here for nine years, we still get excited and tell everyone in the family to come look. One day, there were some in the backyard again, so we told our daughter to come look. She was probably about five years old at the time. She didn't even look up from what she was doing and said, are they bucks and are they fighting? Because I'm not coming unless they're fighting bucks. Girl doesn't (laughs) even know how good she's got it. I love that. So many animals. What a great story. I mean, I love this. But there is something fascinating about when animals come into your space, right? Because you remember last summer in our big, big drought, we had a lot of coyotes in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I was always so fascinated. Whenever I'd see one in my front yard, even though I was equal parts terrified, I could not stop watching. And we were walking up the street yesterday and a buck came down our street no. with, the, with the mom wow. and it was so fun we all my kids and I we just sat and watched and they weren't scared yeah. when I was on my run the other day saw saw a deer four feet away from me and I was quiet so it was quiet but why is it always so fascinating it's like watching a bulldozer like you can't not look away like it's just like <laughs> what is happening yeah I don't know it's cool I like it cool. I like it oh someone mentioned this again Megan here we go again mm-hmm. she says best part about living rural kids learn to work hard there you go yeah, we talked about kids getting the opportunity to have independence in the city and the suburbs, and kids living in the country are no exception, right? Like, I have friends who are driving hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of farming equipment by age 15. Yeah, Corey talked about that in, in the right. last episode, right. and I've seen many, one of my favorite documentaries is called American Farmer, what? and it's so awesome. Never heard of yeah, that. and they talk about how much equipment costs, and that really put me in my place. I was like, oh my gosh, a combine harvester is like $2 million. It's insane. It's insane. It's crazy. So I wonder then if the sweet spot is, Megan, oh, the mosquito. See, don't tease me about putting my hand in the air like a crazy person. You just had to grab that mosquito <laughs> there too, didn't you? Um, I wonder if there's like a, I'm sure there's like a rural camp somewhere where every summer I could just like sign my kids up to be like, okay, time to go milk the cows and like just send them off, right? Can I send them to your parents' camp. house? Well, that, no, my parents are suburban, very suburban. But remember, we're going to send all our kids in a couple years to my dad's best friend's farm right? in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Right. We're just going to send them for a couple weeks, right. maybe a month, and they right. get to do all the hard things. And if yep. we want, we can join them for a week or two, yes. and then we can go back. I mean, someone needs to set an example. Someone needs to show them that it can be done. Sure. So, yeah, we're going to go. But yeah. don't you think that's good? They kind of get the they best do. of both world, worlds. Like, they know how to, like, scrub toilets in the suburbs. They also know how to, like, scrub pigs' butts in the rural area. Is that what you do that? No. No. Oh, you don't have to clean them? I hope. Well, I don't, I don't think know. you scrub their backside. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know I don't enough know. about that to Me answer either. definitively, but probably not. They're really dirty anyways. Not. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, read what the next mission is. All right. Same. All right, last one for the rural community. Every time. Mm-hmm. Everyone there it is talks again. about it. Again. But so many rural towns have a strong sense of community. And living in a small town can be hard, right? We talked about how they have kind of a unique Mm-hmm sense of hard work. Yes. Unique uh, experiences. And they have to come together to help with the harvest and other events that affect the town as a whole. So yeah. Community. They did talk about that a lot in American Farmer and did it they? was really touching. Yes. Oh. Megan, you've got to watch American Farmer. It's all yeah. on the History Channel, you know, learn a lot on the History Channel. If you're thinking about moving rural, mm-hmm. okay, moving to the boonies, here besides the things we mentioned above, here are some things that might draw you there. Number one, a unique work ethic. I feel like we're just driving this in. Right. I don't think we could talk about it more. Let's talk about okay, it more. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you if you are a lightweight, we're gonna move you to Oklahoma because that's where you learn to be a real person. Is that dramatic? <laughs> that's not dramatic. That was that was that's pretty strong. That's a little dramatic. Those are strong words, but I think people would agree with you. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Okay. Cheaper cost of living. It just is. It is so much cheaper yeah. to live in a rural setting, right? You should let's text your mom and ask her how much like a gallon of milk costs in Kansas. Okay. I'm curious. Can I just look it up on the Walmart app if I change my zip code? I'll look at it. I'll look app. at it while you talk about the average home because okay. that is fascinating. Well, so the average home in Oklahoma, that's the cheapest one we could find, is one hundred and eighty thousand dollars ish. That is the average price of a home in Oklahoma. Kansas is not far off at one hundred and eighty nine thousand. Mm. Average price. That's so amazing. That is insane. Do you know what the average price is of the of homes in Utah right now? No. What is it? Are you googling it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll tell you the price of milk. Okay, the average price of home of of homes in um Utah right now mm-hmm. 
$577,000. That's the average price. The average price. Why do we live here? America, I don't know. <laughs> but the average price of milk in, well, I'm going to use Ohio because that's the lowest uh, price of milk in the state. Guess how much? How much? $1.48 for a gallon of milk. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that is. Because right now we're paying, at Walmart, we pay three thirty eight for, for non-organic? Yeah, non-organic. So I, say, I buy organic and that's six bucks. Yeah. That's why I tell my, that's why my kids are lactose intolerant. I'm like, you are allowed to have one teaspoon a day. This is so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of calcium and the rest you're going to have to just have osteoporosis. <laughs> Uh, okay, now uh, another reason to move the suburbs. Or no, we're back. Forget the suburbs; they suck. Um, <laughs> to move rural, cleaner air. This is uh, gonna get a few panties in the wad when we for people in Utah. <laughs> that was not English. <laughs> panties in a twist. I hope they're not in the wad. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna twist up some panties here in Utah. <laughs> Because we have terrible air. It is really awful. Suburbs and city, it's awful. Yeah. But someone was telling me the other day that actually has very little to do with um, like cars and pollution Mm -hmm. and just a lot to do with just Just the bowl. We live in a bowl. Right, where we live. Yeah. So even like back in the Pioneers right here, they still had smog too. Yeah. Smog. Smog. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Inversion, whatever. Uh, But like if you, yeah. yeah. Sometimes don't you go, like when you go back to Kansas, don't you look up at the sky and you're like, holy smokes. Multiple times. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You guys don't even know how lucky you are. I know. That beautiful clean air. Oh, all right. Well, baby bedtime. Here we go. Yeah. Wait, no, hang on. Oh, what? You had to choose Mm. a place to live Mm. out the rest of your days. You, You can't move anymore. This is it. You're done. You have to stay there till the day you die. Yeah. Would you do city, the suburbs, or rural? I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to ask you too, and I almost forgot. Ooh. Um, the city. Would it be? Yep. I move back to the city tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. I would, and my that just kills me because my husband would totally move rural. Mm. I would move rural, but the I the isolation scares me to death. That would that would cause me to die actually. The isolation, <laughs> just being on my rocking chair on my front porch by myself with my husband. Oh my gosh, I'd die. Surrounded by cornfields. Yeah. Oh, okay, that sounds scary. <laughs> that's where that's where like scary movies take place. There's a reason why scary movies take place in rural areas. This is spooky. It's not it's too much quiet. <laughs> it is a little bit isolated. Yeah. yeah, I can't do that. So I'd move back mm-hmm. to New York City tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What would you do? But just New York City, though. Would you go back to San Francisco or um, does it have to be New York? No, I'd go back to a city, but I'd prefer to go back to New York. Got it. Yeah. Got okay, it. where would you go? Rural. I'd go rural. Really? Where would you go? Yeah, I'd, Kansas. I'd probably okay. go somewhere near where my dad grew up because okay. it's just... Beautiful. Smith Center. It's, yeah. It's incredible. Good memory. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible out there. Okay. The sunsets are unlike mm. anything I've ever seen anywhere else. I remember living in Boston and crying mm. because there were so many trees. I couldn't see the sunset. Yeah. I just couldn't see it. And I would yeah. go home to Kansas and watch the sunset and cry yet again because yeah. I could see it. And it was so beautiful. And I've never seen sunsets like it. Yeah. Even here, we have really pretty sunsets here with the yeah. mountains, but just nothing compares to right. a good Midwest sunset where you can see forever. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Watch the storms rolling. I just miss all four seasons in the weather. And yeah, rural for sure. Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. There you go. Well, lucky for you, your husband's also from Kansas. So chances are high, Megan, you're going to end up there. Yeah, but his job, it's his job. One day he's going to retire, Megan. He's going to retire. Someday. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll never retire. He loves what? his job so much. Okay. I'm a little concerned we're just going to live here for the rest of our well, lives. Well, let's be fair. He like is young. When he's, when he's, you know, 40, he's going to burn out, Megan. He's going to want to retire, like, soon. Uh, we'll see. Which we'll is, see. like, next year, right? Isn't he turning 40 next year? No. How old is he? Oh, my gosh. No, how old is he? No, we are four years away from turning. Oh, my. Yeah, you still got plenty Not really. Time. Actually, our birthdays are coming up, and we're very close to three years away. That's oh, so exciting. So scary. It's so exciting. You are the hottest thir- mid-30-year-old I've ever seen. Thank you so much. All right. So let's really put the baby to bed here. The yeah. day is over. Been over for a while now, in my opinion, but whatever. Here we are. It's past your bedtime. Actually, your bedtime's in like two minutes. That's right. Got to hustle. Mm-hmm. 
If you haven't made it, <laughs> did you say that the same that yes. already? Oh. <laughs> I feel like my listening ears are not on tonight. They are I'm not. So sorry. I'm very neglected. What is wrong? Okay. If you have a minute, rate, review, comment, share, spread the love. Be a friend to everyone. Bye.